ट्रबल 
owning some parts of my love for Bollywood because I'm just like, oh my God, I'm going to give people cheat codes on how I became what I became. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> they're going to know this is like fully pawned from Anjali from Kuch Kuch Hota Hai and this part is fully pawned from, you know, this other character and uh, and and I don't want, I, I now that this feminist part of me is just like, those are such flawed characters and I want to aspire to being more, <laughs> more feminist than them. I don't know, like, honestly, I will, okay, I'm going to admit this on a podcast for the first time ever, but like, I spend at least five minutes a day, every single day, closing my eyes and thinking of Shah Rukh Khan. I don't know why. <laughs> like, it happens every day. Of late, I've caught myself, actually, like, sometimes when I smile at someone, I feel like I'm smiling like Shah Rukh Khan. But then sometimes I say hi, I'm like, oh, I'm saying hi like Shah Rukh Khan did in like, Kanwana or something. And it's just becoming more and more acute. So either I'm like, losing my mind as I'm aging. I'm not sure. And so, yeah, I think the thing about Bollywood for me is that it's actually, like, whenever I watch a film, it's seldom that I feel like I can fully relate to it because much of it is just so over the top and so ridiculous. So it just becomes this incredible escape. And I love that you go into a cinema for three hours, you forget all the troubles of your life and you watch something like full Pesa. Also, that's the kind of cinema I watch. I don't know all this. I know that there's some good stuff, but I don't have the energy to watch any good stuff when it comes to politics. <laughs> when I was doing my PhD, it's difficult, like it's a long process, an American PhD, and there are lots of moments where you just feel so bogged down by everything. And my relationship with Bollywood just soared in this past time. So in a way, it was I think, a very trite diaspora response. You know, I came to the US and then I'm like, Bollywood, uh, like all day, all night. But it shaped me in that sense. So I don't know if like I have specific characters that I can think of that um, I can relate to or that form me, but I'm sure they do. But sometimes it, you catch yourself doing some things, you know, you catch yourself speaking a certain way or like saying a line in a particular way or dancing like a like a favorite actor or something. And you feel, yeah. you almost feel like that actor at that moment. So yeah, a lot of um, this kind of souvenirs from our attachments. So... I used to watch a lot of Bollywood while growing up then because because of my parents. But at some point, I remember my dad, when I was like 11 or 12 years old, um, yeah. one day he caught me listening to some Kishore Kumar. He had a cassette. And I was listening to some Kishore Kumar. And he just looked at me. And then the next day, he took me to some music world or Planet M, one of those. And he bought me a Beatles cassette, an Atomic Kitten cassette, and some Avril Lamine or something, okay? And then he's given it to me and he's like, you listen to some English music also. He's like, you're only listening to Hindi music. Don't be like that. All cool kids are all, they listen to English music. And then I went to school one day and uh, some other cool kids were like listening to some English stuff. One of the uh, uh, boys in that group, he gave me a CD full of some, you know, Lamb of God, Metallica, Linkin Park, ACDC, Guns N' Roses and all. So I had an entire phase of this kind of rock for some reason. And that was all I would listen to. And I was like, I'm judging about Bollywood then. And I was like, ugh, like Bollywood, whatever. <laughs> Secretly, I was listening to all of it. But I would never admit. Um, some of my favorite moments in college were when my friends and I would just play a lot of Bollywood music and just drink in our hostel. A full playlist of the best songs. And I remember feeling most happy then. So then I started thinking, ki, why am I trying to be someone else? Trying to always, you know, project this um, intellectual self in quotes. Then I kind of gave in. And I had a return to Bollywood state of mind in, <laughs> in my final year. So the only expansion that's happened is to Hollywood. Now I listen to all must Telugu songs. 
and have a great time. Speaking about all this, I also realized that the need to have some well-articulated and sophisticated explanation for liking Bollywood is itself really interesting to me. Because I think it's very hard for us to just be like, I like it. Sometimes I feel like the most feminist way of like being, not saying, again, like because so much of our politics nowadays are declarative, right? But what does it mean to feel unapologetically? Especially as women, I think we are taught to apologize for all of our choices. And I feel like for me, it was just like, okay, I'm not going to explain myself. Absolutely. I mean, I think, to be honest, it... It was a very, very different journey for me because I had a decidedly not obviously filmy family, you know, not not celebrating cinema kind of family. My mother grew up in a in a small sort of housing society where they would screen movies really frequently and they would all gather in a like in a big bunch and watch those movies. So she has pretty much watched every movie, knows the lyrics to every wow. song, but it never became a very big part of our lives. I think also because my dad is like, Full on Aurangzeb, yaar. He's like just Aurangzeb. <laughs> yeah, so he he was very. Ah, okay. मतलब जब सुनेंगे तब सुनेंगे जब अगर कभी मूवी देखने को मिला तो जाएंगे that sort of thing. And so didn't grow up going to watch movies like that was just never. It never became a family ritual. And um and so I remember when I when I yeah I must have been when did कुछ कुछ होता है come out yeah ninety eight oh fuck when कुछ कुछ होता है came out and I was whatever eight nine my aunt took me to watch the film and I was just enamored by Kajol right I thought. That's it. This is the character I want to be. This can tend to happen if you haven't, I guess, been exposed a lot to pop culture, and then suddenly, like, you get to get exposed to like a character that really strikes you and stays with you for some reason. And you're like, oh wow! Very early on, before I could write and all, what I what I would do is take a lot of clippings from newspapers and magazines and stick them into like back of my maths notebook after it got used in the previous year or whatever. My full maths notebook. from the back my rough book was full of <laughs> kajol photos okay full of oh. kajol <laughs> kajol and shahrukh khan of course that's like by combination that has to happen by one get one free <laughs> <laughs> correct and so my first ideas of somebody breaking out of a mold actually were very very kajol focused like in the beginning i still remember so starkly uh, thinking she was the f- the feminist icon i read it before i knew what feminism was then permission i needed to be slightly different so my aunt like took me to the market and like helped like bought a bunch of t-shirts and matching head headband hairbands so sweet and like that's what i wore for a whole year i remember film fair awards <laughs> for that year whenever the film fair awards must have happened for kuch kuch hota hai and and i remember at those film fair awards kajol wore some pantsuit okay and it was it 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 at that time made some headlines ki matlab she didn't wear like a sari or a gown but she wore a pantsuit and went to this and she refuses to like thread her eyebrows or whatever i mean there was there were some choices that she made and i was just like yeah this yeah. this is the woman <laughs> this is who i want to be and this is how i want to be and i think much like you of late there's a lot of conversation around declaratively performatively denouncing things that are problematic at all times and wearing that on your sleeves at all times to prove your feminism i remember very very recently we had like a little farewell party <laughs> when we were leaving baroda and at that time just fully we danced to the absolute you know greatest bollywood songs so much fun 
and it felt yeah it really felt like reclaiming yeah it was like this is how i understood enjoyment this is how yeah, i understood yeah. joy this is how i understood freedom this is how i even understood feminism growing up so let me have this and let me have it like you said unapologetically but it's it's tough yeah I mean, it's like uh, they are not mutually exclusive. Sometimes I feel, and I think we are kind of taught that, like, yeah, if you have, if you're a feminist, you can't actually enjoy things that are offensive to women. And I will say that the awareness of the fact that some things were problematic was not there with me. So when I look back and I watch some of the Bollywood films, I'm like, oh my god, like this is really messed up, like in a way that I hadn't like even thought about before. But I think it's like, good to like be with the discomfort, right? Like that doesn't mean that you just kind of lie. Uh, and say that it doesn't make you happy. Nostalgia is a large part of my personality. I live mm. in nostalgia. <laughs> I thrive in nostalgia. <laughs> like when Rishi Kapoor died, it was a very difficult moment because honestly, the personalities he played on screen, a lot of them were very important when I was growing up. Like I would groove to Om Shanti Om day in and day out. So like when he died, I wasn't mourning the person who passed away. It's the death of a of a role or like a, of a person who occupied. a certain space in my life so actually his death or any celebrity death is more about me than about them you know there are ways in which all of this gets kind of lost in translation and i do think that maybe like non filmy people won't get it i don't know but as someone who's devoutly filmy i kind of do understand that like when shami kapoor died me my mother my aunt we all sat and cried like there was no reason you know <laughs> like i don't know shami kapoor who cares if he died But we just felt so genuinely overwhelmed with grief at his passing, right? And I think the problem is this discourse of perfectionism without actually talking about our vulnerabilities and about our mixed feelings about. Them. I feel like the the term guilty pleasure was just made for women to feel guilty about their pleasures. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. The focus on being on your. reactions to things rather than i think the systemic solutions so something like not giving creditors contracts or not letting them make money off like those are tangible solutions and i think any feminist should get behind but to be like you are not supposed to enjoy this song because it has some lyrics that are problematic i'm like i know it's not like i don't know and i love how men by the way take this opportunity to mansplain right like it's amazing then <laughs> how do you like this when you're a feminist i'm like tere ko kya yaar yeah these are things that we're all figuring out and i think thinking about feminism also as a process and not some like end point that we've all reached is very important right like and when you treat it as an end point rather than a journey you also have a tendency to constantly tell other people they haven't reached where you've reached right <laughs> i mean yeah. that's why i keep bringing up like guilty pleasures because i feel like all my life i've had to explain away so many things that actually give me just pure joy like it there is no guilt <laughs> related to it uske us pe guilt dalwa diya is like oh what are your guilty pleasures like no just ask me my pleasures yeah i don't yeah. want my guilty pleasures why why must i feel <laughs> any guilt about any of my pleasures but deepu do you have anything to add yeah like there are a lot of thoughts i was just absolutely enjoying it also feels like i'm in, i'm from a different generation or something but you are <laughs> कभी तो लिसनर्स को पता चलना चाहिए कि मतलब मैं और तू जेंजी है। हरिवंश राय बच्चन इज फ्रॉम अलाहाबाद राइट सो 
there was one time that I went to Lava that I remember with my father, and he made it a point to like show me where Harivanshai's Bachchan's house was, <laughs> and you know, and then he's like, he, you know, that's one of the reasons I'd come to Lava for the first time, and he used to give tell me so many stories that, अरे मैं मतलब ऐसे school college में जब पढ़ता था तो जब मैं exams देने जाता था तो after every exam we would definitely go and watch a film. मतलब he's like कि half of the reasons that I would apply for so many exams is that I would get sort of a free way to go and watch a film in some theater. Like now that you guys are talking, it suddenly came to me that that was a ritual in my family created by my father mostly. Like my father has so many, so many Bollywood references. I remember there was a point where I was losing weight. So like my father's narrative to it was, "Kare, abhi Karina Kapoor is going into the zero figure mode." So, <laughs> inspired by that. So my father never used to go to my school. मतलब ऐसे बचपन से मैं पढ़ रही हूँ तो उन्होंने कभी मेरे स्कूल में ऐसे कदम भी नहीं रखा ठीक है ऐसे फीस दे दे आते आते थे and then he would go out. and then his narrative used to be like जैसे तैसे करके तो मैंने अपना स्कूल पास किया है अभी मेरे को दोबारा स्कूल में नहीं जाना है ठीक है तो मतलब रेडिकुलस नरेटिव बट ही वुड लाइक जोक अराउंड इट एंड देन सो देर वॉज दिस वन टाइम एन आई वॉज इन लेवेंथ स्टैंडर्ड एंड आई रिमेंबर लाइक दिस मैथ्स ओलम्पियाड और समथिंग एंड आई वॉज लाइक आई नो आप स्कूल नहीं जाते हो एंड ऑल दैट बट प्लीज गो वेन आई नीड यू टू गो एंड टॉक टू द प्रिंसिपल वट ही डिड ही वेंट टू दूल एंड इंस्टेड ऑफ टॉकिंग अबाउट दिस थिंग दैट आई हैड लाइक स्पेसिफिकली टोल्ड हिम टू गो फॉर he started talking about some other shit with my principal right ki matlab uh, i've heard that tum aapke school mein aap aise bachcho ko bahut maarte varte ho ye wo and then my principal went on another trajectory saying oh you don't know aajkal ki ladkiyan na matlab aise makeup makeup leke aati hain my father goes ki dekhiye aaj ki ladkiyon ka fashion sense change ho gaya hai so aapke time pe ye matlab rekha wala fashion chalta tha oh papa बट नाउ दीज गाइज आर इंस्पायर्ड बाई करीना कपूर इन कटरीना कैफ आपको क्या समझ में आएगा इनका मेकअप तो मतलब यू टेकिंग अवे देर मेकअप इज नॉट गोइंग टू हेल्प एनी बडी तो वो उनके पेरेंट्स पे छोड़ दो and i'm like oh my god i have to go back and like study in that like i have to go back to that school what what have you done <laughs> it kept coming back to me that how much reference my father makes of these films and bollywood and i never really like properly processed it i was just going to say i love how many times he referenced karina kapoor uncle is keeping up with the news of karina kapoor like very much yeah no but as you were speaking about your dad and harivansh rai bachchan uh, i just remembered that whenever i've gone to bombay i've gone to madnat's the shahrukh khan's house yeah and it was so nice last time i was there for like a day and a half and my flight was in the morning or something so i dragged my friend who was just not very enthusiastic i must say but we went at 3 am and stood outside mandat you know and i'm like and there were people i was like i thought i was the only crazy person to be here at 3 am in the morning standing outside mandat with their security guard who's like don't you have a life cuz i'm not religious so like you know bollywood is my religion like i don't know like yeah i mean and then i went to bombay uh, for my masters so matlab this campus is on deonar farm road and deonar farm is raj kapoor's farm raj kapoor's wife or somebody used to live there and ranveer kapoor used to keep coming there this is so unfair you're not even like into bollywood the way i am but i've never seen any of these people i've only seen some mukesh rishi on some flight <laughs> so so no so my roommate my roommate is just absolutely like you guys so she is that person who matlab wo vivah pe vivah ke aage piche usne apni puri shaadi actually imagine kar li thi she is that girl and i i feel like i'm surrounded with people who are in love with bollywood so so ranveer kapoor used to कम एंड एवरी टाइम यू वुड कम जो गार्ड भैया थे वो बहुत ऐसे आराम से ऐसे सबको बता देते थे कि रणबीर बाबा आने वाले हैं एंड ऑल ऑफ दीज गर्ल्स वुड जस्ट लाइक 
स्टैंड अराउंड जैसे बारिश हो रही है उसमें खड़ी है लड़कियां ठीक है मतलब आएगा मतलब वी विल जस्ट लाइक तो माय रूममेट वाज आल्सो देयर एंड शी हर्ड दिस एंड शी स्टैंडिंग ऑन द गेट एंड रनवी कम्स एंड देन ही लाइक वेव्स हिज हैंड एंड देन शी गॉट टू शेक हिज हैंड राइट एंड देन फॉर टू एंड अ हाफ डे शी केप्ट लुकिंग एट हर हैंड्स लाइक दीपा यार ये वाला हाथ मिलाया था मैंने सिर्फ लाइक व्हाट आर यू गोइंग टू शी लाइक आई डोंट वांट टू वॉश इट योर आई वांट टू लाइक यू नो कीप दिस फीलिंग टू माय सेल्फ फॉरएवर आई एम लाइक ओह वाओ Sir, I have legit only seen some Sanjay Suri one time, and I'm like, what is the point of this? And some Mukesh Rishi, who's played some like sidey villain in some movies. I'm like, what is this? Guys, I have the worst meeting celebrity stories compared to the two of you. I met some absolute sidey Marathi serial ka side character met ne. So, had pizza by the bay and got so. fucking excited i can't <laughs> <laughs> i was like manoj look look he's in some marathi but manoj sir like how do, how do i physically distance myself from this woman <laughs> what's the first film you watched watched in the theater both of you do you remember first bollywood film you watched in the theater oh i watched gajini i watched gajini how was that your first film <laughs> रजिस्टर and again i really want to know my parents like how they were thinking when they were making these choices but the next film i watched was sarfarosh <laughs> so, wow what are these romantic films that you started here yeah? how you brought wrong. become some bhakt is my question after watching the roja and sarfarosh imagine yeah what are these traumatic first films what was your what was your first film yeah sneha <laughs> Mine. So the film I remember watching vividly in the theater was Sajan Chale Sasural. Like it was, I remember it very well. Okay, this explains everything. <laughs> <laughs> And but I think technically my first film was Kabhi Ha Kabhi Na, which I watched later on TV many many times. And I watched oh, it like twenty times. Oh, that also explains a lot. Yeah, those are the good. Those are the films I remember vividly. I had some uh, you know tape recorder, and I used to buy. All the cassettes, like everything. Oh, I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah, everything. Kareeb, Thadkan, everything. I used to. I owned all the cassettes. You know, I was a voracious reader, but half the reason I used to look forward to going to crossword was because we could go into walk into the like music section, go to all the cassettes, and pick out like um like these compilation cassettes, which were like best of Asha Bhosle, best of Chan, best of you know, Sunidhi Chauhan, and with with lyrics because I was obsessed with. If if I had to listen to songs, I had to know full lyrics because I had to be able to sing along. Like that was the whole point. The number of times I think I went have played the Kuch Kuch Hota album. Okay, and I used to hate some songs. So 
I had also figured out exactly how much to turn the cassette <laughs> cassette ka wo with my finger to oh like God. to like skip out those songs and then ultimately managed to like burn through in the cassette because the, that part was so overplayed and <laughs> i love the story yeah. yes the part of me that loved bollywood music and the part of me that loved to read came together in that neatly in that cassette cover because it would be like a literal booklet it would fully open up it would have all these little little pictures of the film first like proper interactive experience then bollywood gave me <laughs> the radio was another thing that i think i remember from like early childhood there used to be these shows uh, that used to come just me matlab there was just bollywood songs so sundays i remember our like in my family uh, yeah for 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 10 11 years the, the ritual was fixed so we would have sundays mornings means bollywood gana and then so till 2 12 one o'clock work chalta tha and then at one o'clock doordarshan pe they would uh, screen some stream some some film some old or new film whatever and that would, we would watch so my mother would watch that then 4 o'clock to 8 o'clock we would whatever sleep or do other things play and play. then we would come back and then raat ko 8 baje se again uh, National channel, the national pay film screen, films are these Sundays called. So, nice. so, rat ko fir you watch another film, and that's how like my every Sunday probably has gone. I know this is a new problem now. My parents are watching OTT, and they're getting really scandalized. I must say, they are like, what is all this? And I was thinking like earlier, I never thought about how much sex was on these shows because I don't care. Right? I'm watching it alone and like whatever. Nowadays, my grandma is living. no but i really feel like the ott ott is made for such a like apart from a few things there is such an intimate sort of thing about like ott right like you are expected to be with your earpods on yeah on your personal screen and it's an experience of one it's so different from what we are basically talking about now that larger everyone sitting together and watching there's a huge tv in my house and my grandmother was like 87 years old like my father and my mother are sitting and trying to watch something like no we've never forwarded the boring parts of any film we've sat through all of it actually we munching up popcorn but any of these uh, sex scenes they're like acha acha let's just forward with cinema and you know music that people consume now is like oh this is very like evolved you know uh, tastes and all of that and then and then i think think back to how bollywood music has served me right in my masters second year i moved into a new f- apartment and so this brand new roommate sumedha who i'd never met before i think the first week one of our flatmates had like a housewarming party mm. and all her friends came and everybody was like it gathered in her room and talking and like and both of us weren't great fans of lots of new people at the same time so we were like quietly like slipped away and then somehow started a conversation first time you know whatever i don't know how quickly that conversation went to what music do you have on your phone and with great trepidation <laughs> i opened my phone <laughs> and at that time i had a nokia smartphone which the only reason i had bought a nokia smartphone was because it had a like it had a really good song collection so i I give her my phone, and it's full of nineties, late nineties, yes. early two thousands <laughs> um, music. And she looks at it, and she goes through like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I love this! Oh my god!" And I felt so validated and so seen, yes. and I was like, "Oh, you are going to be my BFF," and we are. So. That was part one of our episode. We'll be back shortly. 
Stay tuned. The thing is, okay, so one time, okay, I joined Spotify very like newly, and then I got on it, and I didn't know that people could see what I'm listening to if I don't switch off the social aspect of Spotify. So one day I'm happily jamming to like you know Himesh Reshamia plus Imran Hashmi playlist. Okay, so like Jalak Diklaja and all. I happily was listening. I was writing something, and I was doing some academic work. Imagine this is my life, by the way. I listen to all these songs, and I'm writing some like dissertation and everything. And then one one of my friends he sent me a screenshot of he could see what I was listening to and he's like I've been seeing you play all these songs and I'm just laughing so hard and I was like oh my god and I remember feeling so conscious and I was like and I knew I'm like he's a like a cool guy okay and then I was like oh my god this cool person is watching me listening to some like Imran Hashmi Imesh Reshmi you know so I turned off the social aspect and I remember thinking like my reaction was just to kind of like again like hide like I was fully enjoying there was no part of me that was like, shame ashamed but. I mean, this is a very sudden question because I I am saying all of these things and I remember having like a huge fight with my partner because he said that he likes some song of Kabir Singh. So I was just like, how can you? How dare you? I mean, like literally like that. We have that nostalgia attached to so many very very problematic movies in the past, but like the films that come out who are still like misogynist and very problematic. Do you like? Do you still like watch it and and then try to hide it or whatever? I mean, so you know? much, much like Jodwa and uh, Judai and other amazing films, uh, Kabir Singh is a is a gift from Tollywood to all of you. Okay, so we had Arjun Reddy. So I already tortured myself by watching Arjun Reddy once, and so I have not watched Kabir Singh because I'm like, why would I do this to myself again, right? I will say that to me, there's a huge, there's not a huge, but there is somewhat of a distinction between Bollywood songs and films, and that I haven't watched as many films. Like my attachment to songs is a lot. So I feel like Kabir Singh. So see, the thing is, my body, I feel like it is a repository of all kinds of um, memories and. Uh, feelings that sometimes i'm not even aware of it so sometimes when a tune comes to me like it like arrives from somewhere it sometimes just things just resonate i don't know why and i can't make sense of it and if my body is moving i just let it now i'm like acha ye sab chodo like which film which i know that as a as an academic and as a teacher i'm trying my best to uh, do the best that i can in terms of feminist praxis in the classroom but then mm-hmm. there are some things where i just like i just allow my body that pleasure yeah and i think it's important to call it out and stuff but even with nostalgia films there are some very problematic films like you know that song akeli na bazaar jaya but i'm like every time i listen to it i want to die because i'm like what is this song like how is it so horrible and like they're like, like sticking on something on her butt in the video you know so it's just very horrifying to watch it Yeah, like apart from like my foot is tapping, but my mind is still aware that this is problematic, and I would never tell someone like, "Oh no, it's not." Like, oh, it's okay. Like that is not how it works. It definitely is. But also undeniable that I'm just like nodding my head and like 
I know all the lyrics to that song, for instance. You know, like even if I try, I can't forget. I, it is complicated with newer films, definitely. Like nostalgia provides a kind of buffer and provides a kind of um, space to enjoy at a distance. Yeah, definitely. I, also, like in June, like when I was, I was telling you that I was watching Junwa like a few nights ago, no? and like my friend and I were so amazed to discover. How much the women in that film desire, like Karishma Kapoor, is horny as hell. Like she's just like she just wants some medicine. I remember making a playlist sometime last year called "Women Want Some," and it's only Bollywood songs in which women are expressing a desire to want some. Yeah, so I, I hate yeah, this narrative. Yeah, yeah. People are like women are like don't have any agency in these films, and I'm like they do. You're not watching it properly, and you're just like assuming that it doesn't exist. It exists alongside violence against them. It exists alongside their oppression. You know, we also have to recognize because otherwise it's almost like these women didn't know what they were doing, and like nobody knew what they were doing till I came along with my feminism. You know, it's like so condescending to kind of look back and be like, "Oh, how many bitches, lachar women they are!" Like now we have come with our like woke principles, and like we're going to save that. Part of Bollywood. What are you all patting yourselves on the back for? There was so much going on in terms of sex and sexuality in the nineties. That yeah, and this this idea of there being this perfect art that has the perfect politics, that has you know that that has the perfect nostalgia and the perfect memory, uh, untainted by misogyny, uh, casteism, sexism, any of those things is just such a ridiculous notion in itself. And but I completely agree with you on. how nostalgia creates a buffer i think there is far less excuse for completely backing films now that have just inherently really 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 exclusionary premises or violent premises just think about nostalgia as we all grow <laughs> there were, we were certain people at certain times and like you said it has never been linear it's not like Bolly- bollywood was like extremely regressive and now it suddenly become like the most feminist space ever i mean i i am definitely much less forgiving of newer films that after yeah everything available to you and everything at your disposal you you still choose the lazy path of misogyny then then there is a problem like there is a inherent laziness to some of this writing which is just like are yaar you know you can make it just as entertaining and it can you know and 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 it needn't to be about at the expense of yeah. like you know the film that i'm thinking that i relate to the most is ayya that's just amazing jelly filmy filmy film and of course the character is like you know very desiring woman which was just didn't sit well with audience it was such a good example of humor without being misogynist and without being i don't know i mean i think there were problems in the film but it was funny and frivolous without being offensive to the extent that a lot of films are i personally did not and maybe again that like, i come from a particular caste location so i might also miss a lot that might be offensive and i'm very that's why i think like open critique is really really important i think sometimes i feel like film making wants to be very woke but then they forget that the whole beauty of a film or like a bollywood film if it's bollywood that you're trying to make has to be fun and frivolous like that's kind of like the heart of it you know like or like it has to be big like and i think there is space for both as in there is space for obviously whatever films anybody wants to make art house oh, or yeah, whatever but i feel like the problem is people are trying to do both in one like they're trying to be fully woke and like have slice of life cinema in the middle of a major ensemble full uh, costumes and songs wala film and i'm like pick a lane <laughs> but let's say take doom the doom ensemble 
तो तो धूम वन धूम टू अमेजिंग पैसा वसूल मैक्स लाइक सो मच फन एंडिक रोशन लुक्स इन धूम टू जस्ट किलिंग मी आई वन पॉर्चुनेट लाइक थ्री टाइम्स इन थिएटर देन दिस आमिर खान कम्स इन धूम थ्री एंड जस्ट सो बोरिंग यार लाइक दिस सम लाइक पास्ट एंड दिस सम लाइक शो द क्रिमिनल इन सम लाइक हैविंग सम लाइक काइंड ऑफ बैकग्राउंड दिस लाइक लॉट ऑफ ट्रॉमा एंड ही जस्ट लाइक टोटली रूइंड द धूम Franchise. Why are you making this one so boring? We just want to watch some popcorn and look at some hot people and go home happy. We some my friend and I call it the Amir Amir Khanification of some of. Them. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe also also I wanted to add that for me, uh, Bollywood became an escape because I am in a very boring profession called academia where there is no pleasure whatsoever. <laughs> Everyone is like one grumpus, like sitting and being like, oh, like there's something wrong with this, something wrong with that. Everyone's constantly like complaining or like whatever. I mean, there's like just such a general atmosphere of like seriousness, you know, like everyone's like serious. So like to laugh or to like actually express any kind of enjoyment or any kind of pleasure is somehow viewed as a big taboo. It's a very repressed profession essentially. And so Bollywood became that release, you know. But I'm like, look at like I just want to laugh. I just want to like say silly things. Like being silly is fine. गुड फिल्म की मतलब ये देखो ये होना चाहिए 
Sheetal, we used to go to the field and I would try and conduct a training and I'm trying so hard to make them understand something and then randomly she would come up with this reference of some series ki are nagin mein tumne dekha tha aisa hua tha are wo kumkum bhagya mein tumne dekha tha and these girls would like grasp it like this like oh yeah yeah ha ha matlab usme aisa tha and there would be like a 5 minute long conversation that happened on it and i i'm just like blank looking at her i'm like like when you're trying to over sort of intellectualize everything to an extent that it becomes alienating and exclusionary club <laughs> yeah and then you're just immediately cast out also why are we giving this kind of entertainment industry so much power over what our ideological preferences are you know like why is this so much determinism ki like bhai okay you have watched some film means you are just like the worst person um are you going to talk about reclaiming reclaiming certain bollywood songs and that's sometimes what i think right like i'm not saying everything has to be subverting the main gaze or that it works or whatever but there are some momentally times when we do subvert the gaze by like owning that uh, that space um, or like creative reclamations of popular bollywood songs as done through either rap performances or just like you know a bunch of women dancing randomly on the streets like that is uh, that is very powerful in its own way and i think to to completely give in to some sort of determinism by media is a bit uh, i think it's a bit reductive of how people live their lives like Sure, I might relate to a character, and I might like feel very connected to a film. But that's not that doesn't define me altogether. No? Exactly, I mean. like there are other things that are happening here that need to, um, yeah, that need to be taken into account. Space for conversation and discussion, but there also should be space for just not having to explain ourselves all the time and having to kind of shout out from the rooftops, "Ki bhai, please believe me." I am uh, legit because I have all these smart thoughts about it. You know, it's almost like if you don't have smart thoughts about liking something, it's somehow not okay. And vice versa, right? Like if you dislike something, also like one of the things. So if you dislike it, you dislike it. I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to justify it with a the intellectual okay. ठीक है, it's okay. what is also true is that and i'm very much also guilty of this is that there is a tendency to tack everything on to pop culture ka influence mm. this larger idea that pop culture is what is shaping it is what is setting the narrative it is what is setting the language no it also borrows from how can you just keep having these surface con- conversations about let's change how pop culture views women If you're not changing how society views women, dude. I mean, अच्छे से जाके pop culture will have these performative woke movies like uh, Rockstar, where that completely in the garb of you know being uh, whatever about the man finding himself, reduce a woman to a nothing character that ultimately gets abused. So pop culture is what it is. It is entertainment. It is a companion. Uh, it is nostalgia. It is all of these things, and it is also thing that 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 influences us, but it does. Does not exist in a vacuum. It does not yeah, exist yeah, in and of yeah. itself. A, a lot of my friends have made a conscious decision, say for example, of not watching Salman Khan, and there is an ideological uh, sort of a back, you know, a background to it, and that's why you're yeah. you're you're not agreeing to watch it. Yeah, fine. Yeah. I personally have now have been able to very clearly demarcate saying that this I will not watch. This I will watch, and I'm also trying to navigate that space of not being judgmental of people who are watching it, especially women and and any other gender except cis uh, heterosexual. I'm very judgmental of cis men watching anything from them. Who are learning it from them? This should not be an either or in every single decision that you're making. And 
and as arunati said that it is definitely a structural thing uh, uh, but at the same time i just feel like that's the whole point of that industry to keep putting out content i do think that you're right like we all make certain choices and i think uh, the the key point like you said deepa is like under like listening to another person's rationalization of why they continue to watch something that's been like you know in quotes cancelled especially if they're women and uh, yeah basically anyone that's like not just headman because i think uh, the kinds of attachments that we do have to like figures and feelings or like songs and films and just like yeah entertainment are very complex and i know lots of people who claim to have just to feel so much better when they watch friends like when they like mental health wise they feel better like i can't be like oh so that's problematic you shouldn't watch it like i don't care if it makes you feel better like you know that just like no no watch more content i don't care if that depresses you but you cannot watch something that's problematic even if it like actually saves you from crying to yourself every night like that's just it's a very cruel response to have to someone who is uh, coping in different ways by watching a lots of um, different things but i think about my grandmother and my extended family who watch these really like horrifying uh, uh, the telugu soaps you know on tv and of course i don't understand the hysterical drama that's happening on screen but they're hooked and they've been hooked for a long time and i was thinking about it and i'm like uh, yeah like a lot of people always focus on the content of the shows but the women who are watching them are placed in these positions within the family that one they relate to some of the characters that are being that are seen but they also again have a relationship of like escaping into that world so again this like over determinism that people presume na like they're watching this so they're going to become like they're poison the mother in law because she's watched some babu poison her mother in law it's like so ridiculous these sorts of relations like actually asking like i don't know how many people who are condescending about these soaps have actually talked to people watching them i find it equivalent to saying that covid ke time pe modi did a, a rally and they were like ki jo log gaye unki galti matlab you know why did you go wo wala cheez lagta hai mujhe and it's like ki you either understand the politics behind it you understand that how trp is created how this content is being created and if you hold if you want it want to hold somebody accountable hold people who are making this accountable rather than holding people accountable because are you you are not you know woke enough and why do you watch it and because you're watching it the consumer is the problem <laughs> yeah i mean there, see there is something to be said for how you can use your money to help or not help or to de- decide what works what doesn't work for you and kind of choosing actively to say nahi i will not put money in the hands of salman khan okay you know that's that's a choice you can make it can be what it can be but i keep feeling like so much also of this conversation keeps coming back to sort of very mainstream bollywood and all of that and i keep thinking of like the girls that we worked with deepa in gujarat uh, in dahod and panchmahal are like fully influenced by the local song artists right like the baria the the what is what is his name some dj some dj baria some something and it's this this like complete ubiquitous presence of these regional personalities that come out of you know film and uh, song and uh, television yeah yeah i mean living in up i think uh, bhojpuri films have so much impact <laughs> i didn't watch bhojpuri films because क्योंकि सास देखा भी बहुत 
every <laughs> single too. night without oh fail <laughs> same yeah same i cried so much when meher virani died oh my god there was a super cyclone in orissa in 1998 i think or 1998 and was really bad okay like i was there then i was in school and uh, before the cyclone hit my parents had got me a walkman which would function as had a speaker and uh, they got me a lot of batteries for it so when there were no there was no power for like some 10 days and there was no school nothing there was hardly any water and all me and my friends we were all like 8 uh, 8 years old um, we sat together around my walkman and i had two cassettes one was jab pyar kisi se hota hai one was badshah and we just played those two every day and danced all oh, that's all we did from morning to night and it's such a Like it was such a refuge for us because our parents were really busy with like cleaning up the the area and like making sure we had food to live on. And I don't remember much of the cyclone and its effects first because I mean I was very privileged to have like a home that still stood and like nobody in my immediate circle were affected. But we just kids just lived on Bollywood. But just that's all. We just I know all of Bachcha. Like every beat in that cassette is uh, is like familiar to me because of this. And it was such a bonding. सेंस दट once i actually go i actually i enjoy a lot but i do remember the peak theater enjoyment for me was ishkia had just released and my closest friend in delhi and i third week or something like that and already um you know during the weekdays it was completely empty matinee shows were like almost khali right so so and obviously the cheapest so matlab hamare du ke classes khatam karke we ran off to cp one day like chalo hum log dekhenge um, we'll see uh, ishkia in the theater and apart from us there were two couples conveniently located like properly in the most you know corner of the whole theater as possible so we went and sat in the ekdam middle wale do seat With our legs on the front seats, huh? Fully, I say, reclined our uh, things as much as possible, and seaty, bajate, bajate, fully, fully enjoyed the film in the sense that, ki matlab, kitni hot hai Vidya Balan, ठीक है? Like that scene in which her hair is like wet and she's like playing the veena or something, so hot, and it's yeah, like, yeah. oof. <laughs> Vidya Balan has been my crush since forever. Oh my god. I still remember I don't know it's one of those bookmarked memories that first of all space right in a theater you never feel like you can take a take up space like that you sitting there with your legs up seaty baja rahe ho fully like enjoying the film for everything it is and it's just also the other kind of experience i've had is when i've not gone to theaters is people going to theaters and coming back and telling me at twice the length of the film the story of the film yeah oh my god <laughs> one of my closest friends used to do this with every film and i used to literally travel all the way from baroda to anand which is like a whole like hour away just to have him walk around and just tell me stories of films that he watched and i purposely wouldn't watch those films because it just was 
such a beautiful experience watching that and so when deepa was saying uh, gajini <laughs> i was thinking i remember my mother went and watched the film and came back and told me blow by blow over 3 hours how that film work and i have such a vivid memory of that last scene that you're traumatized by even though Without i have never it. seen it <laughs> i have never made it to the last scene of sairat just because i'm just that person only have full vivid understanding of what that scene is because my mother came back and like in unsparing detail told me that scene you know i think bollywood has always kind of revolved around relationships for me it has always meant something about you know how i get closer to the people around me and how i you know yeah even my aurangzeb dad has like gone aurangzeb to- i don't know why you call him aurangzeb Aurangzeb is like the uh, hold all term for somebody who doesn't have interest in the arts no isn't that the case <laughs> yeah that, that is the connotation i was also picking up on the that is that is the accusation of Aurangzeb the truth is somewhere between his economic like downfall and he didn't have time to patronize the arts when he was basically losing an entire empire but yeah my dad used to also came back from the last year i remember one of his art house cinema but still came back in like full in full blown detail gave me shot by shot breakdown of amitabh and arjun rampal in that film <laughs> i have watched the film in my own way in my head if i ever watch the these any of these films that have been told to me by other people i feel like i will be so disappointed it's like reading a reading a book before watching the movie <laughs> it's like that <laughs> no but uh, i wanted to ask both of you what are like the, let's name three films that you think i don't know what, what is a better term for it not guilty pleasure but like some kind of pleasure that you've never actually admitted in public yeah yeah two films that we've enjoyed that gave us a lot of pleasure but we haven't admitted to it like actually like not ironic watching and all like genuinely like wow best films <laughs> i asked this question very confidently without having any answer in my mind oh yeah i have one i have one tera jadu chal gaya oh my god i don't know why i really enjoyed that film every time i watched it i don't know why it has such a bad rep in the world and i think it's so unfair because it's just so entertaining judai <laughs> judai ultimate film judai is the og it was so deeply problematic on every level now that i think about it but it was so ultimately entertaining but also yeah, was this like, woman who was a take my husband i want money i was like wow i want to be her this is the greatest so one thing uh, since we have talked about shravanti let me publicly admit that shravanti is obsessed with maine pyar kiya <laughs> and this is a shout out to Shravanti. Lives and breathes. I have loved you. Hi, Shravanti. Hope you're listening. I've just outed you. A merry feminist friend. Hey, what was that? Pretenda film, yar. That one. Oh, Har Dil Jo Pyar Karega. Pia Pia Oh Pia Pia. Yeah, that film. That's also a Telugu film made into Bollywood. There is there is some film about surrogacy also, no? No. Chori Chori Chupke Chupke. Oh my God. Sneha. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? I am astounded by this talent. Wow, she's just like in as a character. I mean, tell me, who cast? Tell me, I will tell you. Which film? But also, when I Prem, I Prem Ki Diwani who came out before that, there was a lot of uh, excitement about like pantaloon partnering with MPKDH and bringing out some uh, Bebo T-shirts. And I went and made a whole like show and pantaloons and made my mother buy me one T-shirt that Karina Kapoor wears in that film. 
oh my god it was so legit then i wore that t-shirt and went and watched mpkdh and uh, it was very bad just but... just the ease with which you are using that acronym <laughs> <laughs> this is this is where my mind is getting blown yeah so but uh, watching that film wearing that bebo t-shirt was easily one of the best memories of my childhood the film was very bad but the ritual around it was very precious what a lovely conversation <laughs> yeah it was really fun but so nostalgia i just i you know i before this conversation i only didn't realize how many thoughts i had about bollywood <laughs> i too had no i was just like ढूंढतीस two kinds of journeys one has been you know the moment you learn about these tropes these understandings the moment you put on those glasses you start to see the world a little differently it's true and you also tend to become a little more critical of things that are coming to you so there was a whole phase that i went through as like you know this rite of passage as a feminist where i was just like nahi bas nothing denying myself my own pleasure and i think I think the second part of the journey which is which is continuing it's not perfect and definitely not there yet it has been the journey to taking the guilt out of the pleasure and I think this conversation went a long way yeah <laughs> it was it was really fun and gave so many permissions so thank you thank you sneha thanks sneha this and that's so you know beautifully summed up i think but like no really thanks for having me i'm a big fan of the podcast so i feel like uh, i'm also fan girling a little bit to even be here okay now go listen to some nice bollywood songs okay okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us we put out episodes every friday you can follow us on instagram at fursat feminism you can email us at fursat feminism@gmail.com we'll see you next week bye 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 bye